And we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, girl. (laughs) What's going on with you? Why we need help? We ain't did nothing. Like, we ain't did a thing. Y'all hard on the Black women's. (laughs) Hard on the Black women. Baby, they ain't even let us get started. At all whatsoever, but I bet you if our skin was a different color, <laughs> they would be easy like Sunday morning on us. <laughs> but oh, uh, <laughs> what's going on with you? What's up? What's up? What's up, girl? Same stuff, a different day. Back and mm-hmm. black on your mother can ass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I told Kerlin I was gonna stop cursing as much. Um, oh, okay. Works out. Okay, that's good. Um, y'all got me in trouble last night. My husband heard me cursing, and um, he was not happy. <laughs> he was listening to the show, and I oh, didn't he know was it. Listening? Oh my gosh. And when I came downstairs, he was like, um, (laughs) he said, a woman this beautiful should not be cursing like a sailor. (laughs) Does it help that I'm a sailor? Can I do it? Because I am one. Well, he's he's heard your mouth. <laughs> he's he's heard your mouth. He's heard your mouth. Watch out! <laughs> he was not happy, and he has not let it go. <laughs> he said something about three, four times, so I know he did not like it at all whatsoever. So I'm like, ooh, yeah, it would be the time to tell him. Um, we go on at a different time, but then we we'll be on. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> It would be the time when I really went in and he was like, and then you said, you know, oh, let me stop for my husband here. And you cussed like two, three more times. <laughs> like, yeah, about that. Sorry, babe. <laughs> but um, so I ain't cussing tonight. Y'all ain't going y'all ain't going to get me tonight. I'm on my best behavior. I'm going to be a lady, feminine and submissive and all the things. He he understands my passion, but he he knows. He's coaching me to to be better at controlling my emotions and not being impulsive, being composed and not letting fools get up under my skin. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> you don't believe I can do it? Anyways, Man. you're supposed to be on my side. Look, Farrakhan. <laughs> if we put the wrong person up here. <laughs> Baby. Oh. Uh, listen. listen we don't can, see can how I, long it lasts, honey. Cause... I'm going to ask him that. Can a woman be pro-black and not be, and not not use her passion yeah, you and can not be black and not and not say use of have that foul potty mouth that you be having country. not in this space because it's too many bixby's it's too many bixby's over here it's too many like he know what i deal with he he know i wouldn't hmm. just say it mrs say it real honey i curse good listen <laughs> I curse people good. love me when i curse like honey i'd be like 
la 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 la. They be like, show me the real you, and I be like, they be like, no. He does not like when I curse. And literally, he was listening like he's very witty. So he doesn't have to use curse words to eat somebody up. And I'd be like, babe, I wouldn't have been that. I'm not that quick on my feet. Like, I'm not I'm not quick. Like, he's like witty as hell. So he could say something and make you feel so stupid without I got a curse to make you feel stupid. <laughs> so but I, tonight. Tonight, watch y'all ain't gonna get me. I, honestly, I'm gonna anyway. be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. So mm -hmm. you know, I've been cursing since I was like three, right? Oh no, you haven't. Nah, like three. Yo, and... mama let you curse? No, girl. Oh. Wait a minute. Now y'all gotta keep in mind my past mm -hmm. child. My mom kind of encouraged certain behaviors from um girls, and not necessarily fast, but sass. Yeah, mm. she encouraged oh, sassiness. Oh, not fast, but sass. Okay. Yeah, she would encourage sass. So she encouraged you to have a smart mouth. Um, mm. and this, you know, kind of really. She, yeah, she not to her. To yeah, others. yeah, no, I get it. I um, get it. because you know she was she kind of already since I was a little timid back then. Right? Oh, so she kind of so, was like, let me beef you up, like, yeah, don't like having you, these fools run all mean? over you exactly. And mm -hmm. so when I discovered cursing, and I'm going to tell you how much I used to like it, mm -hmm. baby, I would go in my closet, a dark closet, close mm -hmm. the door and curse my little butt off. And I mean, like, just cursing like shit <clears throat> and would be so tickled by it. I don't know what was so fascinating about it, but it was, I don't mm -hmm. know. And then I went to the military. Um, oh, yeah. You was in the military. like. And you know I had to curse me some out then, honey. And but I you said you it. feel like a woman can be in the military and still remain feminine. You and can. When, yeah. Like, so do you think like you could be in the military and curse like a sailor and still remain feminine? No, I, I'm not saying that that's feminine at all. Yeah, you no, I was just to... asking. I didn't, I'm not yeah. saying that you were saying that. No, um, you can be in the military and not curse. You had a lot of, uh, there were a, not a lot of religious girls. There were a few religious girls who didn't curse mm. and, you know, were still able to do their job. Um, and especially if you're in leadership position, you're not supposed to be cursing out your sailors. Of course, that's not what happens, but you know, there are some people who, uh, can hold their bearings and not curse and, um, be productive and, you know, still get it done. Yeah. But I think, I think it you know, and I wanted. guess I struggle with that. Like, I still feel like women, if women leading men, that it's going to be difficult to maintain your femininity. I think that unless you are a woman that is in the sex industry and you're leading men, that, it, you know, it's going to be difficult to maintain your femininity because you're going to have to crack the whip. Like you go like men typically aren't going to respect you in an authority position. If you're just like using your feminine, like you're being feminine and you're like, you guys, I need you to come over here and, you know, it's time to, you know, back down the hatches. Like, you know, you, you kind of no, have to be assertive. You, you have to be assertive, but mm -hmm. if we're talking like this, like we're talking like right now, mm -hmm. we're still having a conversation. Um, I think that we both command respect when we walk in a room. Um, mm -hmm. It's presence in the things that you carry, but you don't have to be, oh, 
guys, could you please? Um, well, you know, hey guys, I need you guys to do yeah. this. I, I, you're right. Femininity doesn't look one way. Like it's not yeah. just. But even I think Danica was doing a stream on femininity and masculinity, and she was talking about the traits associated with femininity and like everything that she outlined with femininity, like masculinity would be traits of a leader, and you know, a person in a leadership role would have to embody those traits typically especially if you're leading men but we ain't gonna go there because we've talked about that so we're blue in the face and it's okay to you know see things from different perspectives but i and i do still understand you know where you're coming from with how you view uh, how you view it but um what's tea child what, what, what's tea speaking of curse words child i wanted mm -hmm. to tell you that elon musk has taken over Twitter and the N word has went up by 500 percent. No, was it 500 500 percent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um they I said saw the N-word went up and anti-Semitic posts have also gone up considerably. Yeah. I what saw that. What are your thoughts about that? Um, I, I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, being that we live in a post-racial society, how that possibly could happen. Like, racism doesn't exist. So I'm trying, like, are, are they are they using rap lyrics? Are they doing white girl reacts videos? <laughs> like, I'm trying to figure I'm just trying. Like I'm not gonna I, do this with you, man. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm not gonna out. do this with you. I'm not. I'm I, not. Like I don't know how it happened. Like what you know? We're we live in a post-racial society. Racism doesn't exist. So I'm just trying to figure. Like you know what? Like people are mad and they're like, you know, people shouldn't be able to. I'm I'm gonna tell you something. I like to know who the racists are. Like I, I'm, I am not that person who gets mad and like wants them to be silenced. I want them to expose themselves. Like people, like I'll be like, why do y'all want to shut them up? Let them talk. Let them speak. Let them expose themselves. Like don't like I, I, let's encourage it. Like let yay. Let come on more y'all. Come out and let us know who you are. Like I. I I'm gonna tell you something. I prefer Mississippi racism over. I'm from the Midwest over Midwestern or or LA racism where it's more you know um, covert and they don't like Mississippi. The South they let you know they got they flag they flying they flags they let you know boy you ain't wanted in here. Like I prefer that. Like I don't I don't need uh, need you know democratic racism where they they, they want to play games with you and placate and make you feel like they're going to do something for you when they really can't stand your way anyway like that I, I just prefer to know what i'm dealing with so i want to like, know your okay. opinion on something because this is something mm -hmm. that i seen um earlier this week and it has something to do with this so mm -hmm. um and i'll give you a quick two quick stories so one day i was in a restaurant in mississippi and the waitress uh kept calling me girl and I'm looking at her like, I will smack you in your mouth. Ooh. But she did it to another white girl. And I was like, oh, 
but it still made me feel some type of way because you don't know me but it's like oh hey girl hey girl and it was one of those things that i kind of found like it was like a microaggression and i seen uh so that was my story nothing happened i did i wanted to overreact and i started to overreact but um, with microaggression, you have to be super duper careful because if she's calling white girls girls and she calling you girl, it's whatever. But Kanye West was on uh, Pierce Morgan and he called Pierce Morgan a boy. And he I did. was screaming. Go yay. Like, Go yay. <laughs> I was screaming because I was like, damn, he is calling this man a boy. And I'm I like, loved it. <laughs> I was cheering. You know, Pierce, Pierce is a whole. Like the way he talked down to people and how condescending yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I mean, listen, I, the thing is, I don't, I don't um I'm not the person that leaves things to chance. And like, from my understanding, like in the UK, that's kind of how they are. It's a lot of microaggressions and mm -hmm. it'll be microaggression after. And people like say that, like, you'll, you'll allow like several microaggressions until you're like, oh, this is racism. Like, I'm not one of those people. I only need one. Like, if, if I surmise that it's racism based off of one microaggression where you may be able to argue that it's not that's all i need like i don't want you serving me if i even think that you call it me boy like it's certain places that i wouldn't go in mississippi it's certain restaurant like i wouldn't go into a, re a, pl a place where i'm the only black person like it's places no. in georgia that i won't go um it's places in like you know georgia that i won't go into it's places that if they don't look black friendly i'm probably not going to go like it's it's certain things like if you call me a, a gal girl colored that type of stuff now, I'm not one i, of those I people haven't like, heard though like i haven't heard certain terms but the girl thing was kind of one of those things that was like and the reason i say because i know a lot of people will be like oh that's their generation and stuff like that like um my grandmother like well i remember my um my great granddaddy he used to call my grandma my grandmother yeah my grandmother gal come here gal like that's how he talked he was from mississippi like yeah. so i know like their generation but like that that is not an excuse for ignorance for you know uh, it you know like ignorance of the times or of you know that's not an excuse for me like i just don't there's certain things that i don't accept like i just don't want you serving my food if i feel like there's any chance like the slightest chance i'll just get up and leave like i'm just gonna walk out like I i'm really not and I, I, me and my husband have done that before we went to a diner in georgia and it was actually in a area that's populated with minorities and we sat down we felt uncomfortable by the people that were in there and they served us water gave us our like and we sat there and looked at the menu for a minute and we looked at each other and kind of both felt uncomfortable and she came back and she was like you know uh you know talk to us for a second and walk back we just both stood up and let, like like if i feel any sense of uncomfortableness in like any sense of discomfort I, I'm, I'm out yeah and i i definitely think you should be out um yeah. but it was like it was one of those things because I am a person that I'm always trying to read between the lines and trying to feel like it is this 
what this is yeah. um being that you're in mississippi now mississippi is becoming more covert um with their racism ah uh, now because it's we're we're you know we're, we're in a new moving. South. yeah exactly yeah. and so you'll have um people just generally being nice you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, where I'm from, it's the hospitality state. So everybody speaks. Everybody's going to say hey to you. Now, yeah. depending on where you go, because if you go to like a sundown town, it's not going to be like that. If you go to one of them But towns, from my understanding, even racists would speak. Like, because black folks in the South knew their place. Like, yeah. Miss, you know, you knew you knew your place. Boy, you didn't step over the line. You knew you knew to toe the line. You knew, you know, what yeah. not to do. And they that's why they didn't like people from the city and stuff because they felt like, hey, don't come down here messing stuff up for us. Slick talking, white. Because we would, you know, it would be like that. Um, mm -hmm. and I can't, I, I can say that I've experienced some racism in Mississippi, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. but I would say maybe about a decade ago, where it was like, I know you fucking lie. Okay. But <laughs> uh, with that situation, I was like. Listen, I've experienced racism in the Midwest. Like my brother, he was the first, um, he, my brother played basketball. So he was the first group of kids to go to the school uptown. We, there was two high schools in the town that we lived in and the white shirts came out to protest him going to the school. Like Oprah came to the town that we lived in because a bunch of skinheads beat up my best friend in the park. Like we were called N-I-G-G-E-R um, by kids on the school bus, like every day after school, they would ride past called the kids that went to school uptown, like in the Midwest. So we, you know, racism, racism isn't relegated to the South. Like people try to yeah. act like the West and the Midwest don't, and the North isn't racist. And they have the same type of foolishness. Child, listen. So, but, but anyways, I did have, go ahead. Oh, you got some tea, child? Because I got some tea. I had, um, I had a couple things. Okay, one thing that I had that was just real quick. So I came across this guy's video, and he was a he. He looked white, but he might be white passing. Um, and he was going on like he his video went viral because he was talking about how feminine women don't wear Jordans. And I found that to be very interesting <laughs> because Jordans, like when you talk about Jordans, you're typically generally women that wear Jordans come from a certain demographic. He didn't talk about Birkenstocks. He didn't talk about Doc Martens. He didn't talk about Skechers. He didn't talk about, you know, uh, Vans or whatever other shoes that the others wear but he was talking about this is a man that appears to be white but he went on his little thing about how a feminine woman would never be seen in jordans that feminine women wear heels and they want to be you know but why didn't you highlight other shoes it was like the fact that he honed in on jordans and how that's not a feminine thing and da, 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 da. and like i found that to be kind of interesting and this is coming from a woman who does not wear jordans like only and, but, and he did say like they can wear a casual shoe but primarily they'll wear heels this is coming from a woman who my tennis shoe is going to be a canvas shoe <laughs> like i don't really spend money on shoes like that like i'll I, now i will wear like some um you know some como de garcons or something like that because i love chucks like you know converse like that's my thing but i like a casual very casual shoe that i can wear with a dress or or jeans but what do you think about that 
Um, to a certain degree, I think that he is right. I think that after a certain age, um, it does not look as feminine, but I am also a chick that owns several pairs of Jordans and I'm a retro girl. So I'm going to be honest when I was a child, um, growing up in New York, that seemed, that seemed like when all the fly sneakers came out and my grandmother refused refused she refused to buy him i'm not paying no damn hundred dollars for no damn sneakers and baby we ain't i would be no so hurt and so mm -mm. sad you know they getting shot over them stupid child heard it every time you turned around and i would always ask and she no 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 but as when i got older and i had my own money I have a sneaker fetish. I am a chick with kicks. I love I'm a I have shoes. I have some shoes. Um, but now it's not um it's not a thing that I have to wear like all the time or whatever, whatever. Now, if I'm on my ATL shouty stuff and I'm going to mm -hmm. kick it and we going to whatever spot that's you know, like I can wear like a cute jogging suit or a cute jogging suit, a little matching bag, a, a cute shoe. I'll throw on some Jordans then. But um, if it's time to go out to dinner, I'm a versatile woman. I know how to dress. I, I feel like I know how to dress. So oh, if yeah, I'm going out to dinner, I'm going to throw on some heels. You can switch um, it up. I can switch it up. But exactly. um, it, I'm appropriate. I try to be appropriate for whatever occasion that I'm going. So, but I, I get it. I've heard a lot of other men say that, um, but it's mostly older <sighs> men. You know what I mean? I the that. interesting thing about that is that, you know, a couple things. Now, <laughs> I, I didn't have Jordans growing up. My mama had a bunch of kids. Baby, We, you know what I had? BKs. Uh, you know what BKs are? British Knights, babe. <laughs> or LA Gears. Baby, yeah. we was not getting no Jordans. My mama had 10 kids. Jordans where? For who? Baby. Like I the first Jordans I had, my baby daddy bought me. <laughs> like like we, I was Jordans where? Like that's not gonna happen. But the interesting thing is for him to say that heels are feminine. Heels were originally created by a man for men. Men. They, yep. Yes. Heels were created for men to like horseback riding or something. I think it was originally created for don't quote me but something like that but i know they were originally created by a man for men so to you know now come up with this notion that heels are somehow more feminine now and not this is coming like i don't necessarily see jordans as a feminine thing i get it you know i think there's a time and place for everything if you're yeah. wearing nothing but Jordans, if you're wearing Jordans to a black tie event, okay, that's completely inappropriate. But are we going out to a, you know, event like a, a concert or maybe, you know, a hip hop concert, a rap concert that calls for Jordans? I think, you know, it depends on the occasion. And I, you but have I think to be in costume uh, almost. Is, is what that, it to like make it. a blanket statement like that, I think yeah. is just kind of like, but can be taken you, as offensive. And then, like I said, he isolated a specific demographic because Birkenstocks are not feminine. They're big, they're clunky, they're heavy, they're uncomfortable. Doc the Martens are not shoes. feminine. Doc Martens are not feminine they're either. Very uncomfortable. I have a pair Girl, of those. Uncomfortable, uncomfortable as heck. Yes. Um, but I'm gonna tell you, uh, I tried to buy some designer heels. Y'all, I'm trying to get my look, my look uh wardrobe up as much as Colonel mm -hmm. allow me but um 
you know, anywho, I went to uh buy some Louboutins and mm -hmm. or and or some um YSL heels. Now I got wide feet, child, child. I'm like, me too. My little baby, I'm not finna do it. Yeah, no. I, you know how Cinder, how they was trying to put the shoe on Cinderella and everybody, not not Cinderella, but all the other stepsisters, and the shoe kept popping off and going across the. That's how I. You gotta get them in a wide, and I don't think like it's hard to find them in a wide too. Doc Martens are not feminine. They're as feminine as Tim's. Get out of here. Get out of here. Or ACG boots. But um, you gotta get them. To be mosh. Listen, that's old school, baby. I went all the way back. I used to like ACG boots, baby. Give me some Jabos, ACG boots, baby. Jabos, like baby. Oh, I'm just gonna find me a coochie sweater right now. Like right now, I've been looking for me a coochie sweater. Oh my gosh! But anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, yeah I, I tried them on, child, and I was like, y'all paying nine hundred, and then they didn't went up on the price, so they like eight ninety five. I was like, I'm. I wish I would. I wish some uncomfortable I shoes, would. but everybody always talks about how how uncomfortable um like Louboutins are and stuff and like what is it the so Kate's like yeah. everybody like I, let me tell you something I follow so many black girl in luxury like everybody talks about how uncomfortable they are like I guess beauty is pain but ain't no way in heck I'm spending a thousand dollars to be uncomfortable if I, I spend a thousand dollars I'm gonna be comfortable I found a pair of YSLs that I liked but they were mm -hmm. still a bit they were still too uncomfortable for me Kick to out. and and i'm like this is a thousand fifty dollars my foot feels like i'm I, I wanted to fight you know what i'm saying i'm like i you know they the girls talking about girl get you some light okay and you'll be yeah. fine numb your feet in pain you know what that sounds like you know how some Asian cultures used to wrap their feet and their feet would be um, like to make them smaller and their feet would literally be deformed as a result and they get to the point they couldn't walk. That's what y'all going to be doing to y'all selves trying Child, to be cute. I, I really was like, oh, I really That's what y'all going to be doing. Really bad. But then I was like, imagine um, wanting that stuff really bad and then conforming because you want it. And then I think about mm -hmm. like how many people have done that. And I just cannot justify paying a thousand dollars for something that I was not going to be comfortable mm -hmm. in, and I wasn't going to have a good time. Because if my feet hurt, honey, I'm gonna be mad the whole night. I'm gonna be like, absolutely, what you, what you looking at? Don't look at me. Absolutely. And listen, I'm gonna be mad the whole night, and uh, by the end of the night, I'm gonna want my man to take off his shoes and give them to me and walk in his socks. <laughs> That's the gentlemanly thing to do, some. right? Yeah, some. or something. Yeah. Right. Shout but anyway, out what else Uncle, you got? Go ahead. Shout out to Uncle Stu, old man on the block for the super chat. Thank you yes. so much, Thank Uncle you, Uncle Stu. Stu. We really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, girl, well, let me tell you about this. What happened? Shout out to uh, our sis, Courtney Michelle. Yeah. So, honey, lean in, y'all, because this is the tea. Chantel Simone did a live stream earlier today and she mm -hmm. was talking about black women being disrespectful to black men and she uh -oh. called out Courtney Michelle specifically but she was mm -hmm. like Courtney Michelle gonna think I'm talking about her but I'm not talking about her but then she brought up like stuff that Courtney Michelle be talking about and I was sitting mm -hmm. here listening and I'm like why are they fighting when they both have black men's best interest at heart 
I think it's just a different way to go about it. Um, they've been kind of going back and forth for a couple of weeks. And, um, you know, everybody's mad at Courtney Michelle over the fix the community uh, deal and um, trying to bring black men and black women back together. Um, people are really, really in support of Chantel Simone because she endorses the Passport Bros and SYSBM. And she's identified that certain aspects of our culture aren't really worth the men. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying, I'm like, okay, you guys are making some of the same exact points. Mm -hmm. um, it's just going to be on a different spectrum. And what I was trying to figure out with Chantel Simone, uh, I'm seeing Courtney on this specific issue. Um, what I was trying to figure out with Chantel Simone is the guys that don't want to leave America what do you um but Courtney is good looking too both are good looking yeah both are pretty women you, you know um y'all try to front on us for every black uh, wizard said you mischaracterizing the issue I I am how is that a mischaracterization you know I ain't familiar, baby. I get the tea from you. They be like, it's mischaracterization. Okay, Chantel is saying that, you know, uh, ain't no good women in America. Leave. Do mm -hmm. what you got to do. I support you in that. And Courtney Michelle is saying, hey, brothers, um, if you do want to work on some things, we trying to get these women back in shape. Courtney has been talking to black women about fitness. Yeah, she's highlighting them losing weight and all the things. I've been seeing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have. Um, But uh with Courtney Michelle Courtney Michelle to me has a more realistic view um because everybody is not going to be willing to pack up and move to another country now while we mm -hmm. can encourage uh, men to do that most men aren't going to move to a different country most men aren't going to do that um uh, most of you guys are still here and you've been here for the last mm -hmm. 20, 50 90 years they ain't going nowhere. Going right down there to the projects with Keisha. Some of y'all ain't going. Going down there to Keisha House. And Courtney is saying, "Okay, well, um, for the men that aren't going anywhere, um, we have to do something for the women that are here and to try to mm -hmm. get things in line for the women that are here. And if you're willing to work with us, we're willing to work with y'all. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't see anything wrong with that, but, um. Yeah, I, I I thought it was um really, really interesting because I was thinking like they should really be on the same side. They're just working at different ends of the spectrum. You have one that's in support of SYSBM. And I don't think um Courtney is not in support of SYSBM, but she's right. saying like uh if you're if you love black people. You know, it's become almost unfashionable to be in love with your race, to love your race of people. People Ooh, don't Courtney, want to I, I need that to be listening black. to what Courtney talking about because um she might be on to something. She I, and I'm not, I like I was sitting there, I was listening, I was like, I, I don't see where Courtney is saying anything that is ridiculous, out completely out the way. Um she is not telling you you should stay nobody's making you stay here but you do have some men that aren't going to be here that are going to be here 
You you have well, they stand Pearl be... and her goons, Pearl and her goons coming for the black brothers that's free and available that ain't leaving. So child, there's that. hold on to your husbands. The white women's <laughs> is coming, child. Um, listen, <laughs> I'm glad child. mine ain't studding them. Um, but so anyway, so Courtney isn't in support of SYSBM. Does she hate SYSBM or does she, her, her main focus is on the brothers that choose to stay? I'm gonna have to hit Courtney up and ask her because what I thought was it's like, okay, you guys are leaving. Um, and Courtney saving is the like, community is not about the women's happiness. It's about the future of the black community, which is in the best interest of black men and black women. And most importantly of all, black children. Okay. Shout out to my husband. Hey, babe. He says, from what I understand, Chantel is telling everybody to be out. Courtney is saying, for those who don't care to leave, let's work on the chicks that's here. I got your back. That's sense. what I thought she said. Um, black. Uh, let me see. Uh, shout out to JCT. He said JTC. He said um, the SYCBM hashtag was started by someone who is anti SYSBM, and Courtney oh. aligned herself with him. Her oh. making poor connections caused this issue. I think that is something so interesting. Um, about the space. The space does a lot of policing of areas. If you're a part of a certain clique, certain clique, then they have a network and they want you to stay within that network. Um, I thought that the, and they're talking about the Allen guy from We Need to Talk. And he, uh, I thought it was still oh, their ass back. I that. thought that was the still the STAB uh, acronym. Is that not? Oh, I thought that save, save your... I thought that was save your community black man. Yeah, save your community black man. That's what I thought it was because BGS did something on that. Yeah. Um. So they saying that the black community. Well, to say that the black community is just black women and children, like y'all love trying to isolate yourselves from the black community. However, it, like all of society understands that black community means black people. Like y'all are the only ones who want to just relegate the black community to women and children. And 99.9% .9 of you fools live in your mama's basement in the black community. So stop playing. Like tr stop trying to act like you have nothing to do with the black community. You're so far removed, removed from the black community and it's nothing left in the black community but women and children. Cause we know that that is not the truth. Like y'all can, y'all can tout that to just say, we have no responsibility in anything that goes on in the black community. It's all on them we know that that is not the truth that is far from the truth i just thought uh courtney is not a part of the space uh <laughs> oh and sent and sent ninjas oh I left you know it, it's crazy uh, but imagine you having a passion for black people <laughs> and expressing that passion for black people and saying okay i'm willing to work with those who are willing to stay and i i, I don't think I get why she says it. Um, I, I, I'll tell y'all like this, and this is, I have to say it again. Um, I, I fuck with y'all. I love y'all. If y'all want to leave, I feel like you have a right to happiness. But if for those who are choosing to stay, um, I think she is doing herself a great service. I think she is doing a great service for the community 
for those who are choosing to stay. And if then, if you're not choosing to stay and you don't care about it, why even engage her conversations at all? But, but, and also she is also highlighting equitable things about the community if you choose to stay. Black women who are focused on their health. She's, she's preaching a message of, you know, retribution. She's also highlighting, you know, what Black women could do to better themselves. She's highlighting Shahrazad's messaging. She yeah. is, you know, like literally, she's literally telling Black women to support Black men, what Black women can do in support of black men she's not just saying stay and deal with the foolishness she's trying to say stay and you know black women this is what we can do if we want black men to stay come on y'all like y'all gotta be fair y'all are like so one-sided like, this is like, why if, sometimes if you black say women anything... feel like yeah this is why sometimes we feel like we're damned if we do and damned if we don't right. y'all don't have me uh -huh. cursing you already done started. That wasn't, no, damned well is in the shit. Bible. No, damned is in the Bible. Shit is in That's the Bible too. No, he ain't gonna go with that one. Let me stop, girl. God forgive me. <laughs> don't, don't be a negative influence. <laughs> I can't. Damn. Uh, shout out to the active activist. He says, I'm anti-SYSBM. They don't care about American... Is it angry black women? Oh, American Amen. black women. <laughs> Baby, when I see ABW, my... <laughs> I automatically go that's to angry what they mean. <laughs> that's low key what they talking about they don't care about american black women or the american black community including american black children they didn't make i'm pro save your community black men and black women um thank you so much for that the active activist i'm with and you active activist Shout out to JTC. He says her view requires most black men to be with baby mamas. Um, I don't know. Um, you I know, know, I brought up the stepdaddy conversation when I first got in the space, and y'all was about to lose y'all mind. But if you are choosing to stay here and you understand what is happening in the community, um, I'm not. I would never encourage a single man without children to get with somebody without children or excuse me, to get with somebody with children. Mm -hmm. um, I would never encourage that. I would never, I wouldn't tell it to my son. I wouldn't tell it to your son. I'm not going to tell it to you if you don't have children, but if you have children and you happen to be single mm -hmm. and you want a black woman nine times out of 10, that is the reality that you're going to deal with. That's not true. Not even nine family. times out of 10, because it's 39% of black women don't have children and it's 51% of black men. So that, that means that like there's 51% of black men left and 39% of black black women so that means that's what 12 percent that would be with someone with a child if they decided yeah. and, and you decide. know we know yeah like come on that's so that mean that don't mean that most of y'all would end if y'all decided to stay in the and, and we're not even accounting for those who decide to leave those who decide to marry out etc etc so that's that's a falsity that's a falsehood. Okay. well correct us then girl i ain't mad at it and i gotta uh, calm down about that too 
That's something I'm working on. Come on, Farrakhan. Shout out to Black Wizard. He says, Courtney believes Black men leaving or contemplating it should stay. Chantel wants men to find their happiness. Chantel says, how could you love Black men and want them to wait? Obi works with the court and does want men to wait. Um, this is the, this is the problem. This is the problem. Um, I had a conversation with a lady at the hair salon a couple weeks back and we got into it over the single mother issue. Super, super hard. It got a bit heated. Um, the problem is, okay. Everybody thinks that when a woman gets pregnant, she didn't got pregnant by Pookie or Ray Ray. He done ran out on the children. He ain't mm -hmm. shit. He ain't never mm -hmm. going to be shit. Then, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have all these issues. And a lot of that stuff is true. And she was mm -hmm. saying, like, how could you hold the men accountable? Why aren't men holding other men accountable? And I'm sitting there arguing manosphere talking points, looking like the big old mammy I am, honey, just mammying it up. Well, you made the choice. You made the decision. You allowed the man to sleep with you. You allowed the man to do what he was going to do. You have the choice of whether or not you wanted to have the baby. You have all the control over the birth control. You have the control of not birth controlling. You have the choice to do what you want to do with your body. And if you get left with a baby, that's, your, that's on you. Mm -hmm. um, the woman was saying, okay, but if I like a guy and he likes me and we're having a good time and we're vibing and he's expecting sex on the first date. Like <laughs> the manosphere talking point says like, you'll give it up on the first date. So everybody wants uh, the badge whenever they want it. And she says, when you're vibing and you get along, she says, they're not coming with um, truth and honesty right up top. They're coming with things that are going to feed you, feed your soul. Uh, they, complimenting you they're being very nice people and um, um you know i tried to tell them about vetting and actually being friends with somebody but um you know things happen women get pregnant and people leave or the women they end up finding out that the person was a different person the women go on to raise the children yada 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 I, I think when you under we understand what single motherhood. So has Courtney produced. is saying she thinks that people are messing up her words just to keep the drama going at this point. I could believe that, girl. I literally could believe that. I li I, I I totally believe that. Um, because I, I really don't think that you have like a whole big thing with, um, people doing what they're gonna do. But if people were going to stay, and you're trying to give them alternatives i think yeah. you're spot on to do that who else is doing that who else mm -hmm. has made a committed effort to do that for people who want to stay all Absolutely. black men know that everybody ain't leaving yeah i mean yeah the numbers show that and and black men are big into numbers so the proof is in the pudding as it relates to that you know yeah yeah um the other thing that i wanted to identify about this situation courtney expressed some very very deep emotions to a point where she was shedding tears and mm. chantelle as a feminine woman was making fun of courtney shedding tears and she continues to do that which i thought like you guys don't really represent the opposite of 
of a y'all don't y'all represent the opposite of the spectrum but i think we all have the same goals in mind we want to see better for our people we want to see a better community we all do um hold on she says she did not tell men to stay Uh oh did we click it at the same time yeah we probably did yeah go ahead okay um, shout out to Courtney Michelle. She says, I have never said that at all. There's not one clip that you can say that I told men to stay. I was very clear. I'm so glad you came through to clear that up because I I, 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 I didn't have the message uh, misconstrued. And I think that um, when you <laughs> associate with people that are outside of the um, network or whatever, whatever, people will say and put a lot of things on you that may not be true um, and not even give you a chance. Even if you try to clarify it, people will still go through and misconstrue your words and make them something that you definitely didn't say. So I appreciate you saying that. Um, getting back to Chantel Simone, it looks catty for you to be making fun of her. Um, I, I've watched Courtney for... I've watched Courtney um, for a while. She was the reason that I actually came to Lapeef uh, to watch. Um, and so when I was watching Lapeef, now, Courtney, I, of course, nobody agrees with everybody. So that, that's a okay. given. But from so maybe I, that messaging, too, I'm sorry, really quick, came from um, Chantel, allegedly, because what Shea Butter was saying that that's where that narrative came from, that Chantel was saying that Courtney is telling men to stay. So maybe that, that's where the men are saying she's telling men to stay she's telling men to stay because that narrative is being placed out there you know by by you know someone else but it, it just it it just um you know beef sells we get it mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it it doesn't look very good um for chantelle especially as a feminine woman um yeah. bit feminine and submissive um to be coming at somebody else's uh head who may have a different uh agenda we're mm -hmm. all for black people we're all we all want better for black people and if chantelle is saying that well i'll take the passport bros and courtney is saying that i'll take the domestic then let it be like that nobody can hold anybody back and, and courtney's but it don't even seem like courtney is even just saying that like she right. seems to be saying like she's in support of black men um it's you right. know is what she seems to be saying but um and maybe i don't know if she's going to clear it up here or if she's going to do a stream to maybe clear up any confusion or just yeah for those who are familiar with her message they understand that that's not really what she was putting out there um, what i'm trying yeah. to figure out is when people say that um when they talk about wanting people to stay or if courtney did want black men to stay what the hell is wrong with that? What is wrong, wrong with, with wanting to I've see said, black men in your community? What is wrong with I've wanting to see good black jump. men? Right. And me and you have even differed on that when you've said, because you've said for a very long time that you were in support of, I'm still you know, SYS. Yeah. And I've said that I want, you know, I want to see black men and black women together. However, you actually helped to change my perspective and help me understand that 
the black man's happiness is most important. And, 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 you know, I just understand that from a personal uh, perspective that my happiness, like no one will have me put my happiness to the side for the sake of the community. And, you know, just understanding that from that perspective, you helped me to understand that in your constant preaching of you being in support of SYSBM for that reasoning. Because initially I was like, nah, uh -uh, I'm about the community. I want to see black men and black women, that the black family is the cornerstone of the black community. And I still do believe those. And I still still do believe that. And I still do believe that that is the foundation. However, I know that I can't personally make that choice for anyone. And I know that the importance of black men seeking their own happiness. We have enough black men that are stressed out. We have enough black men that are, you know, doing, you know, resulting in even suicide because of the stress that they're dealing with on a daily basis that we should not be pressuring them into making decisions based off of what we feel is best for them because we want them to sacrifice themselves and save the community, especially because most of us wouldn't be willing to do it. And that's just real talk. That's it took me a long time to come to that. And if you've listened to me, you know, you've seen my journey and you've probably seen me um, evolve into a point where I had to um, come to that realization. Right. Um, Shout out to JTC. He says, we got to be honest. Most black men aren't worried about these issues. The few that are, they want change and will leave they often have the money to do so um yeah i i I don't think anybody has a real live issue with with that well not anybody over here nobody over over here has a um issue with that because you Mm -hmm. do have some men that are at the point of fed upness and they are tired they don't want to deal with these people they don't want to deal with the community and they will leave and they have every right to nobody i I don't think anybody's tripping off of that um Mm -hmm. shout out to courtney michelle again she says i told chantel this uh 1100 times been three (laughs) weeks in a row and still the videos like come on then it becomes a money ploy um and it's it's drama and drama for willful ignorance it's willful ignorance after a while of someone and that's my pet peeve (laughs) like when i if i if i've clarified and i've said no you know that's not what i'm saying oh my gosh that drives me crazy so yeah yeah, i mean she cleared it up y'all are you know she's not telling her her messaging is not that black men need to stay um and she's even cleared cleared that up with chantelle herself so Okay. Um, shout out to MGTOWN Universe. He says, in other words, if you are SYCBM and want a black woman without a kid in the land of heathens, good luck to you. Um, MGTOWN Universe, I've been trying to hook you up with Brenda for months now, and you sitting over here, you still ain't had no, no, no. But and Brenda would have been gave you a, a meal and some, and you'd have been. If you SYSBM and you are trying to leave and you have your passport and you don't mind getting with a woman from Brazil or Colombia that has two or three kids, you know, it's, it's on him. Get a bag of rice and, you know, do you? ain't got a taco yet <laughs> and talking mess. Ain't got, a, just ain't got nothing. <laughs> That's, that was for MGTOW specifically because he, he yeah. always talking that cash cash crap. Uh, shout out to B. He says, right now, the only 
misconstruing going on is y'all twisting the very clear points made by the Jamaican joy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Also known as the Caribbean cutie, also known as my new favorite mammy, also known <laughs> as Chantel Simone. How oh dare y'all? Okay. Call me now okay. for your free reading. <laughs> well, at least he caping for a black woman. I mean, I, I mean, if you can if you go cape for somebody, let it be a, let it be a sister. Child, a mess. <laughs> you ready to get off into this topic? Concrete. Concrete. I'm here. Are you listening? What lessons can black women learn for the, from the white women's? Concrete, don't get up here and show out. Oh, I ain't gonna show out. I told my husband, I told my husband I'm gonna keep my volume at a reasonable level. I'm not gonna get excited and I'm not cursing. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have a little cup up here. I'm gonna start me a little cursing jar if I curse. Baby, I'd be a rich woman if I started one. I need to. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Black video. Wizard. Um, did you notice my name change? I did. I did. Not. I, I did. And ADOS. I, I, okay. <laughs> no, he took out the Q from Black. Oh, oh, Black instead of Black. Black wizard, it's black wizard. Okay, yeah, de definitely did not notice it at all whatsoever. You see how she don't pay attention to our subscribers. Y'all know, I listen, <laughs> I'll be having a lot going on up here. Didn't notice Shut it. <laughs> oh, look at DMAC. Notice JPT isn't beefing with other white women. There's that. JK, kind of, how you know? How do you know if other white women have a problem with her content? Because they a might. lesson that black women can learn from other from white women is to stay on code. White oh, women understand how to get the bag and stay on the bag. I was having that's a conversation a with. Um, I do black wizard. That's a good one. Stay on code. I was having a conversation with uh, a few people. And we were talking about the space. First, I got a question for you. What's up? Do you still believe in the mental sphere? In what sense? Because you can't. Do you that's, believe that's in the people? Do you believe in the talking points? Do you believe in the things that we um, came in saying? Like, do you believe in your evolution here? Like, do you believe in the mental sphere's plight? I'm going to tell you something. Um, no. And I say that because I feel like it's changed too much. Like, I feel like the original mission statement and the, the original people that were in the space actually had somewhat of a succinct idea, set of ideas that they followed and that they were beholden to. And they all had somewhat of an agenda that that a uh, somewhat of a framework that they shared and that overlapped in certain ways and um it was way better as a result of that whereas now there's so much fresh new blood and everybody is on their own thing that there's no cohesion and there's you know people going every which away and um I don't think that there is a solid core framework for it as it stands today. Um, 
but once upon a time it was. And I think had the founders like kind of been together and on one accord um, from like that point that um, they could have, you know, steered the ship a little bit more and um, kind of just kind of controlled things a little bit more. I mean, it's an e-space. So within, within, you know, set parameters, I mean, as much as you can, you know, um, but I think like, there was a point in time where there was like some respect of like the founders and stuff and people would be like even like not too long ago because even i remember when that stuff happened with fresh and fit and it was like o'Shea was like kind of like had to have a meeting of the minds with the dudes from fresh and fit and stuff like that so there was some respect of the people who founded the space and you know people would kind of um respect their word so i think that things have changed so much and so drastically that that doesn't exist to the same degree that it once did and it has kind of had a negative impact on the space um for in my opinion so that's my opinion what about you same question I literally had to sit there and think about that this morning when I, or this afternoon when I was talking about it and, you know, we were talking about Pearly, um, and they were saying, you know, the guys were telling me, they were saying that, um, Pearly has been able to do something that the majority of the women over here have not been able to do. And that is to stick to the freaking script. And pearly has been able to stick to stick to the script now i want you i'm not going to be derogatory toward her or and this is not about us being derogatory toward anybody but just certain things that we they weren't derogatory towards her yesterday true um but they made a great point about her actually sticking to the script and staying on cold and then when i was sitting here and i was thinking about that i was like it's hard for me to push messaging that I I don't know if I still believe in. Um, we've seen some things um, in the space over these few years. We've had our own experiences within the, in the space within these last few, few years that some of it has put bad taste in our mouths. Um, now I'll say me more so, I've had the most conflict between me and concrete. I've definitely had the most conflict, but um, there have been things that I've seen, seen with my own eyes. And it's like the messaging has not been consistent across the board. Um, the founding fathers haven't been on one accord. I believe in the talking points. I don't believe in the people. I had a belief in the people at one point. Um, I still believe in a lot of the talking points, but it, it gets to be really, really hard. Um, then when we talk about our own indoctrinization into our own culture, we're black women. We black women who had, we grew up a certain way. Um, you don't get rid of your thinking and your learnings overnight. You don't get rid of a certain education overnight. Um, but what I've, I'm not going to say that the mental sphere hasn't helped me. The mental sphere has definitely helped me communicate better with men, but um, certain aspects of the message, I, certain aspects of some of the messages I don't believe in anymore. Um, 
Mm, you know, like, like, for example, like, what's an example? I don't think that black women are the sole responsible party for the black community's demise. I'm, but there was a point in time that you did. I would say that it was a point of time where I was actually starting to drink the Kool-Aid and I was buying mm. into that. And mm. I was saying that. I can um, sense it. Yeah, I, I can say that. Um, but then going through my own relationship and dating history, going through my friends relationships and dating history. And don't get me wrong. We have definitely made some mistakes, Absolutely. but there have been guys that were supposedly good guys that weren't good in character. They made the money, but they were savages or they made, mm -hmm. they looked a certain way or they had a certain aesthetic, but they weren't really hidden. And we anything. never talk about that demographic. That That is no. kind of like, um, that demographic is kind of like a, a taboo and it's like an ignored demographic that men, we, we've talked about it, but men don't acknowledge. I personally will say, I've actually enjoyed this space. Like, and I still to this day enjoy like last night, the show was so funny. And like my, my husband will yeah. ask me like clarifying questions about the show and stuff like that, that make me think, but I enjoy the space and always have, but right. I will say that, um, and the space has helped me to shift my perspective on things. Yes. Um, my husband is, you know, the foremost leader in my home. So the foremost thought leader, and I am a mirror of his thoughts. So he feeds my spirit and, you know, he feeds me knowledge. So that's where I go to for most of my knowledge. But anything that, you know, I ingest from this space, I typically will bounce off of him and we'll kind of reflect over it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So I'll be like, babe, did you know or did you hear da, da 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 so we have a lot of conversations that stem from things that i hear in this space so they're good conversation starters but i i um you know just wanted to know like what shifts you've had um i don't i never ever ever thought for one moment that black women were the sole um contributors to the demise of the black community and that's probably because of my you know conviction to black consciousness um i knew that they were great benefactors to the demise right. of the black community and this space did help me to understand that there are greater benefit benefactors than i initially thought so this helped this space did shift my yeah. thinking in that way yeah um i would say just that main talking point has been one that I was starting to drive and to put off to other women. And don't get me wrong, I still feel like women have have never really taken on uh, taken accountability for their role in the demise of the black community. But that does not make them the sole responsible party for the community for the black community. It, it doesn't make them solely responsible for the demise of the black community. I think they're blamed to go all the way around. Mm -hmm. um, then it's like, there's yeah. not an enough acknowledgement of quote unquote women that they like. Um, so then there's what this thing mean? to where they want to believe that black women are a monolith. And mm -hmm. so you get to put us all into the same category, but then if women make generalizations about black men, 
everybody's up in arm, especially as it pertains to the space. Oh, I'm not like such and such. We are in the same space, but we don't believe in the same thing. Y'all in the same space, but y'all believe da 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 da. And there's not a, a real big separation of women that think a certain way and women don't because they feel like we're all indoctrinated unto, on, on one sisterhood. But there's not any freaking acknowledgement of the men that were raised by the same women under the same indoctrination who mm. tout back and forth between their beliefs because they're men. And so nor is their grace. Nor is there grace no. for black women who maybe have, um, you know, ex had the same experiences that black yeah. men have had and have been failed by the same black women that black men have been failed by. We acknowledge that black women have failed black men, but black women have also failed the black women that were in their care, too. And there's never really any true acknowledgement of that. So, no, that but too. then you but these are some interesting for, questions, too. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, th but then you're getting blamed for stuff that happened when you were a little girl like mm -hmm. uh, you know with when, when oprah came on honey i was 10 11 12 13 Baby, years listen. old <laughs> i'm trying to tell you we, we still get the blame of, uh, from oprah's talking points and i don't even like oprah but um like, i'm like hell i didn't want to watch her either i wanted to be watching something else I can't lie. I take accountability for my group because I know that it's important to the space, but I also know that there's been a lack of accountability and that's important yes. to men. I think that men need to see, uh, like we see so few women that's willing to take accountability yes. for, you know, screw ups that women have done. And I think that it's important for men to see and understand that we can be accountable. And although it may be some uh, an act that I've never personally committed, it's important important to be able to be like, yes, we as women have screwed up. We as women have failed in this area. We are not perfect. And I don't have too much ego to ever say, my brethren, we have room for improvement. We have, you know, there's an area that we can improve on here. And I can acknowledge that. It takes nothing. Uh, no, There's no skin off my back for me to say that, right. you know, right. ever. Um, shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says in 2012, imagine one day letting women in and asking if they still believed in the manosphere. I wonder how bad I would have been flamed. Um, That's interesting. I, it's because interesting. How, how do you, the thing is, um, MGTOW Universe, uh, to say like, you know, the my answer to the question wasn't so much as do I still believe and she was talking about like the talking points, not necessarily the space in and of itself. We're still here. So there is um, there's that. But um, the talking points of the space. And I think that, um, it, you know, we are a part of the space like we can highlight um, how the space has changed. And if you yeah. if you listen to what we said that's primarily what we did in our response was highlight the changes that uh, that the space has over uh, underwent and um i think that any space that any anything that wants to grow that wants to be better that wants to improve has to be able to take on that constructive criticism and see the areas in which it can stand to grow, stand to do better, stand to improve. So that's not a bad thing. Shout out to the Anti-Social Socialite a podcast for the super sticker. Go and subscribe to her, y'all. She be doing some good content, too. Um, shout out to Ryan. He says, Concrete, I agree. Also, do you think the manosphere needs to be 
strictly a male space good question what do you think um i think it would be difficult well i think it would be difficult at this juncture but it would also be difficult because it's an e-space i mean certainly the manosphere um the people within the manosphere can say i am not going to ingest content that's not created by men but i think that there would be an offshoot by with women you know um co-opting the um the the content from the space and doing content and reviews on what the men are talking about because it's an e-space and there's really no way to lock people out of youtube content i mean you can block every woman that chimes in in, in your comments but they can still watch from the clouds or create fake pages so um i do think that yes ideally it prop you you probably the men would be able to be more focused if it was just a male space and there would be some um, added benefits if it was just a male space but women would undoubtedly create an offshoot because we're too invested in what y'all doing facts so. also facts um shout out to mixtail universe he says manosphere is like watered down twitter grassroots manosphere like was like, like four chan I don't know what 4chan is. No clue. You know, we, we don't be knowing. Uh, you know, shout they out be to... using all these techie terms, baby. And yeah, I barely know how to work an iPhone. That part. Uh, shout out to Black Wizard. He says... Don't believe in talking points. Trust the truth. Child, well, some of okay? messages is coming to my computer. Oh, I'm like, you are. And so every time he gets a text, I be sitting here reading because... <laughs> All yeah, up in that baby him. stuff. Yeah, All he, in his business. Mm. So I'll be like, girl, I have to tell you. Shout out to Courtney Michelle. She says sometimes you have to look at the content back in this day and see if it's consistent. And I've learned people change with the wave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, honey, now that was a word because that's mm -hmm. exactly what happens with a lot of content creators. Um, yes. Like you'll see Obsidian switch up all the time. But if you ask Obsidian about switching up, I ain't never switched up. What you talking about? I, 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 I think one thing about Obsidian, I don't know. I like Obsidian. I've I always like Obsidian, liked Obsidian. But one Obsidian thing about Obsidian, he's been consistently a troll. He's been a consistent <laughs> troll. Like you cannot say, like he has not trolled the space consistently and been about his money and entertainment consistently about those things. A shout out to Big J Triple X. He says the black manosphere was created because they can't compete with the general manosphere. Ask Obsidian and Angry. Big J. Big J, Big J always coming back with that heat. You know he gonna come with Maybe the heat. Baby, you know Payao, always. A shout out to MGTOW Universe. He says it's almost as funny as the title. Is the Black Manosphere still a safe space? <laughs> <for black men? laughs> the oxymoron, baby. The Black I Manosphere, i.e., created for Black men, but is it a safe space for y'all? <laughs> that part is it. Because it has all you been. got to do is kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? That should be one of our hashtags. This is still a safe space. But uh, <laughs> what else? What other lessons do you think? Because I, I think that white women do stay on code. I mm -hmm. don't know. 
I don't think black women do a good job with staying on code more so than being worried about their own survival. So what are examples of white, like some of the examples of white women staying on code? I guess some examples would be, you know, white women not um, blasting their men in public. White women aren't typically on public platforms and haven't necessarily, well, to the degree oh. that black women have because they have launched campaigns to 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 um highlight how the patriarchy impacts their womanhood i.e feminism you know but you don't see white women um uh, attacking their individual partners on social media typically that's not something that you typically see i mean we're in a modern age so you can find some examples but not in mass and in large numbers there aren't there is not a um you know negative stereotype that is synonymous with white men that is equivalent to black men being dogs what's the, what's the what's the equivalency for white men there isn't one. I can't and that has been exactly. And that has wow. been I was I I don't like from the time I can remember how from the time I learned to talk, I remember that stereotype existing. From the time I learned to speak, that stereotype has been in existence. And they don't have an equivalent stereotype for white men. So in many ways they are on code. I think I think in many ways white women a lot of times they really have black women do their bidding. That is why they have this intersectionality, that whole thing. And that is why they recruited black women for feminism. And that is why oftentimes you'll see black women being the face of a lot of these movements and, and white women feel very strongly about, you know, patriarchy and them being feeling subjugated and unequal pay and all the things. But oftentimes you'll see a black woman as a talking head. That is absolutely true. Um, mm -hmm. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about um, the feminism aspect of it. Uh, they fed black women fem feminism, but stuck with their patriarchy and they've been on cold with their men to a certain degree. Now, I think it, times are changing. Um, they yeah, do they have are. a bigger manosphere outside of the black manosphere in play. And so they are having problems with their with their Clearly. own women. But yeah. it it's still a certain thing, a certain way that they go about it when they don't agree. They know how to be softer in their disagreeableness. Um, their business ain't in the streets like ours is. Their business is not in the streets like ours is. You know how like back in the day you hung your clothes out to dry on the line? I feel like our draws, the whole neighborhood can see our draws. Yes, I.e., The entire world can see our draws and they ain't clean. They on the line, but they they stained. You know what I mean? And it's like the world they stained, and the world can see. Whereas the you know we don't see that in the white community. We know that they have issues. Clearly, black white men are complaining about them. You see, yeah. white men are the largest group to marry out, and they're marrying Asian women in droves. And so we know that they're not necessarily satisfied. You know, the interesting thing is 
the, the other thing about them being on code, they're on code so much, though. The other thing that they do, another thing that we could learn from them is they play victim like no other. We will. No. They play victim. They've mastered the art of playing victim. Now, this is a manipulative tactic that, that black men it. don't even recognize. Let me tell you so much so that I saw a recent take from a comedian and he was talking about how white women have mastered the art of victimhood so much so that they literally benefited from the same oppression that black, that white men, um, you know, uh, forced upon, you know, all these different nations. And, you know, they literally benefited from it. They engaged in it. Literally during slavery, they were um, committing the most murders, so much so that laws are passed to protect them. Like they engaged in some of these brutal, cruel acts and like, and then they literally flipped the switch and, you know, created these intersectionality movements to where it's like, um, you know, they are the biggest benefit factors of affirmative action. And, oh, yeah. you know, we got to team Isn't up together crazy? because of white patriot. So literally the way they've mastered um, victimhood. Now that is not necessarily a positive thing, but that is a lesson that white women have. That is an art that white women have mastered that black women have not because yeah, we, we haven't, <laughs> we have. Let no me tell you something else that black women have not mastered that white women have and what mm -hmm. black women could learn from their people. Mm -hmm. They don't mommy their men. Mm. Black women, we your mama, we your sister, we your friend, we your daughter, mm -hmm. we every freaking woman, but we especially your mother. Mm -hmm. We're especially your mother. Um, and I'll give a prime example. Um, I was having a chat with some uh, uh with a homegirl of mine. And my homegirl was watching the stream yesterday and she said, these niggas is mad at y'all because y'all sitting around trying to be their mama. Y'all can't tell these niggas who to listen to, where to go, how to. Y'all trying to Ooh. sit over here and tell them that they should not be looking toward this white woman for doing da 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 and this white woman. And y'all sitting there trying to tell them to um, be careful and to watch out like y'all are their mothers. You are not their mothers. You're their counterparts. If they want to mess up, if they happen to mess up, let them. That ain't your business. That's a good point. And I got I I, I got offended by that because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm coming from such a genuine place. I feel like I'm genuine in who I am, my character. I feel like I'm a very genuine person. Um, I feel like if I come tell you something, if I care enough to come tell you something, because it's not a lot of not a lot of things that I care about. I'm at this, I'm getting at this age where I just, okay. But if I open my mouth up to tell you something about something and then you disregard this shit is, oh, you hating on you, da, 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 da. You, and then I'm, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I got so offended because it's like, I'm just trying to help. And they were like, you're not helping. Um, Grown men are going to do what grown men do. And if they want to get taken advantage of by a hundred thousand trillion white women, and that's what they want to do. That's what they are going to allow happen. Sometimes you have to let people do what people are going to do. You're not going to be able to help um, in every aspect. Sometimes it's necessary for you to get somewhere. And she, she said, shut the up. And 
you know, you know, it, yeah, you know it, what, it, it hurt my feelings, but yeah. The interesting thing is that also turn like kind of uh, coincides with how we view our the role that we view ourselves in in black men's lives, i.e., yeah. um, our um, inability, like our our uh, you know mommying them and like our inability to necessarily do this victim thing it's because mm -hmm. we see them as beneath us we Ooh. are constantly in that i.e matriarchal community gynocracy we see black men as lesser than as beneath us as below us in the hierarchy within the black community we see us and then the black men. So that's why we are, are less likely to be a, you know, willing victim to them. Um, that's why we are, you know, mommying them. That's why, you know, we don't really see, like, that's why it's easy for women, white women to also be viewed as damsels in distress. That's why yeah. black women in society, that's why the world views black women are, you know, we're independent, we're strong because you yes. literally want to be the leaders of your community. That's why people are less likely to stop for you on the side of the road and help you if you have a flat tire. That's why people think you are strong. That's why police officers will fight you and hit you with the strength of a man because they viewed you as the, the, the leaders of your community that you want to be viewed as. Damn, so that yeah. is spot on. It ties in absolutely. It really does. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to Big J Triple X. He says white women aren't on code. They use terms like Chad. <sighs> that's not a. That's not a very popular term, and that is something that is like came to be used in like more recent years. Like I said, the term, um, you know ain't ish ninja has been in rotation since i can remember chad yep. is something in more recent years and a chad that's not even to me that's not even comparable being called a chad versus a ain't like it don't even sound as bad like their no, negative sounds so mild yeah that sounds so mild and compared to being called a dog like being compared to a four-legged <laughs> animal you know who, who you know squats and like come on like that's that who licks himself that's pretty but um go ahead and i got another one afterwards Okay, shout out to Ryan. He says white women will be radical feminists in their prime and hang it up to get the ring, whereas black women will tend to hang on to feminism as long as possible. Mm. Ryan, you are spot on. Um, thank you. That, that's, that's a that's, good one. That is a that's good a one. good one. That if you take, you know, be feminist for a few years and, you know, hang <laughs> that coat up when it's time to go ahead and have babies and get married and settle down. Whereas a black woman going to be 50, 60, 70, still with waving her feminist flag. Waving them draws in the air, honey. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to tell you with a bunch of cats running around the house. Shout out to Carlos Domingo. He says, do you think the new Manosphere, Manosphere content creators overly, what do you think of the new Manosphere content creator overly critiquing anyone who says anything against what they feel most men are like? Um... 
So if you're saying overly critiquing anyone who says anything against what they feel most men are like in relation to women, like women content creators, that's how it's always been. If you're a woman content creator and you come in and you talk about what most men are like, you're you've always gotten a lot of pushback. I don't like since my inception into the space. So approximately six years ago, uh, it's been like that since I joined the space. uh, I don't remember a time when you didn't receive hella pushback as a woman. If you came in here talking about what most men are like, you're going to get some smoke. Oh, they're (laughs) going to let you know. You don't even know. You think you know. You don't know. How dare you? Right. They'll go off on you for that. We absolutely child. I'd be like, me, Mammy. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, you you a feminist, you part of the sisterhood, you coming in here on that bull, you will get cursed clean out. Goddamn hyena clan, honey. Yeah. I was the hair hyena for yes a year. Mm-hmm. So um a shout out to there. I said it. He says white men under excuse me, white women understand that white men being ahead of other men helps them. Black mm. women to various degrees fear black men and power, socialize to not trust black men leading. Oh, that's Damn, a good you one. said that. You oh, said that. Bro. You did. That yeah, is said- good. Mm, that, that let me tell you something. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right, right there. <laughs> you know what it is? Black women don't trust black men. Black women feel like black men's allegiance to us has been out of necessity. Survival. If black men don't need us, they will not be loyal to us they will not align themselves Mm. with us and you know what it is black women seeing black men who are successful who become athletes who become engineers who you know become six-figure earners and they choose women who don't necessarily look like the women in their communities black women do not trust black men black women think that if black men becomes i'm gonna tell you something and i've said this before this is why successful six-figure earning black women will date a pookie and a ray ray because he need me he don't got a car he don't got a license he owe child support he can't get a passport he needs me it's because their own internal freaking insecurities how can i trust him to be um you know a six-figure earner a successful man who has the world you know where the world is his oyster and still choose me he wouldn't i know he wouldn't they don't trust that a man would um shout out to the cynical one she says i've seen greeks italians and albanians mummying their men oh yeah but let's think about it women but let's think about it let's think about it persian women let's think about this but i want to break this down because i think they mammy mommy their men in different ways if the man comes in the house, they don't expect the man to cook, clean, touch a stove. Um, You're not going to touch anything to clean with. But these men are going out. They're getting to the bags. They're bringing home the money. Um, The women are re- rearing the children. That's they mam- they mommy their men in different ways than we do. Um, With us, we telling you what job you need to work. What time we think you it, it, it um you need to be over here? What time you need to be over there? We want to be in control of every big decision that goes. They are on more the like house. catering to the man. Yeah, they're more and catering I, I think to there's their a sons. difference. But I, I and it's know cultural if you think a to difference. be. No, you're right. It's cultural. To be completely honest, like uh you know Persian women, like they're taught like you know you worship your son and that um you know you're like the 
phallus is, you know, um, is, you know, precious and, you know, like it's important to have a son. And if you're first born as a son, it's like a good sign. And like, so there's a lot of cultural things tied to it and they more cater to not necessarily like mommy, they do dote on their sons and things of that nature. But those sons, like you say, they are productive men. They're expected to, and a lot of it is, you know, a lot of times, you know, these people are successful and they've created businesses and their sons may be inheriting so they may, you know, but still they're expected to be productive. They're Do not, you, think you know, that black women could acquiesce to some of the changes that we've seen from other cultures, um, like the women mommying their men's in different mommying their men in different ways. Do you think black women could refrain from doing some of that and mommy their men in the ways that other cultures mommy their men by what we just uh, outlined? Uh, listen. Um, I personally think that, um, we've done black men a great disservice by mommying them. I think that it is just high time to cut the cord. Um, you know, I've seen like, I did, let me tell you something. There are uh, the number, and this is nuanced, but they're like, typically a lot of black men, you know, they don't have their first apartments until they're, you know, in their mid thirties, whereas black women, their twenties, then they have their first apartment and have, you know, responsibilities and, you know, things of that nature. And I think that like a lot of women, they're crippling black men. And then you wonder why there aren't a lot of, um, you know, uh, candidates for, you know, young girl, like um, that are husband material. Um, I think that, you know, it's cyclical and we don't look at the role that we play in turning out men that are not capable of leading a family because one, we are single mothers and there are certain things that we can't teach men. But in addition to that, babying them, mothering them, making their doctor's appointments, washing their laundry, being possessive over them, not really wanting any woman around them. And, you know, like, like we are literally responsible for turning out these men who are, dare I say, weak, you know? Yeah. Um, can anybody hear us? Cause somebody's saying, dealing the real, saying that the sound dropped, but Nobody else is saying that but you. I don't know. Um, a shout out to Ryan. He says, Concrete, you're on fire. I agree. Black men do feel that Black women think they're above us. They'll even compare themselves to our mothers. Oh, absolutely. Especially mm-hmm. if you had a shitty mom and I feel like I'm a better woman than your mama. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've absolutely. done it. I did more Shea for you butter. than your raggedy ass mama. Oh, we could, we quick this. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go ahead. Do. Sorry, no, go ahead. I'm not like that now, of course, but you know, <laughs> I've done it. I've Thank done it. Thank you, Ryan. Shout out to JTC. He says black women have already learned to steal white women's hair and fashion brands. Just gotta get them to steal a little more. We're wait, on our what? way. Keep hope alive. No, no, no. JTC, no, 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 wait, no. come on now. Like, first of all, the biggest culture vultures in the world. We stealing from them. Like, y'all, y'all do too much. Now, we we don't mind keeping it real over here, but y'all be reaching for the stars. We can yes. have an honest conversation, but you don't gotta make up lies. Yes. Stop. Yes. Uh. Okay. That's it. Um. Now I got you- one. Okay. Um, 
The other thing we can um, learn from the white woman is um, that marriage is a business, viewing marriage as a business, not mm. romanticizing marriage, not expecting a fairy tale, not expecting someone to come along on a carriage, this knight in shining armor who is six foot nine and with a nine inch, you know, um, you know, who is, you know, um, tall, dark and handsome, six pack, has all the things, you know, like, you know, perfect in every way. Although we are over 200 pounds, two, three kids, you know, um, you know, maybe not the best hygiene, a couple issues of our own, like, but, you know, we have a degree or, you know, whatever, like we may have some things that we feel level the playing field, but we're far from perfect, but we're expecting perfection in the man that we want to marry. Right. And, um, you know, we, we're romanticizing marriage. And I'm not saying, I'm saying that to say, I understand the importance of having a connection with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, but understand this. White women know that marriage is a business. You like yeah. white people really understand that you're marrying into a family and yeah. that family that is somebody it, like, is a family that you can build with and that you can that that is how you create legacy you're marrying into a family um that family may own a construction company you got you may own an electric company uh or you know a business like an elect you may own a company where you you know do electrician work or carpentry or whatever and you know there's a partnership a mutual partnership that can be built from that like literally they see the bigger picture uh, and other cultures see this too, um, it yes. is African-Americans. We are very individualistic in the fact that, you know, we want somebody who can simply put it down in the bedroom, who gonna make us feel good. We ain't necessarily concerned about legacy or wealth building. Um, we're not necessarily concerned about any of those things. We're really concerned and looking at the moment, concerned about this grand wedding that we wanna put on, this big show, you know, that we wanna pull off and, you know, show that we got it like that and um you know um spend all this unnecessary money on this big yeah. grand gesture and display but we're not thinking about the long term and you know what connections can be built you know networking and white people truly understand that they truly do that is not to say that white women don't still fall for the fine brads, that they don't still yeah. marry men that they're attracted to or the bad boys and stuff like that. But we're talking about in the general um, scheme of things, um, you know, white women are less likely to get caught up in, oh, he doesn't have a six pack, so I'm not marrying him. Oh, he doesn't have a six pack, but he is, you know, in medical school or he's on a medical school track or he's on track to become an engineer or he's in a farm D program or, you know what I mean? Right. So they're looking at other things that we may not necessarily find importance in because we looking at whether or not he swagged out. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Black Wizard. He says, I'll say it. I don't think the Black community needs a patriarchy, mm. <laughs> at least not anymore. It just needs a consensus. I think if it was actually matriarchal with a meaningful role for men, most guys would be okay with that. That's interesting because that was one of my questions. That is interesting. Um, being that black, um, white women have still kind of so somewhat acquiesced to their patriarch, I don't even think black people could survive under a real patriarch, not under 
where we are uh, not where we are now um what are, what are your thoughts on this that that's great uh black wizard thank you i want to know what you mean about black people not being able to survive under a real patriarchy not um, uh the people in the united states currently where it stands if there was to ever be a black patriarchy let's say shit shut now you woke up tomorrow men were in charge no i don't even think that women would go i think they would rebel i think they would it would be flying penises everywhere um i got yeah, an unpopular I, I opinion y'all ain't gonna like this but i'm gonna say it anyway um I think that we have far too many men that would be equipped to lead in a patriarchal society. Um, and that is partly due to the fact that we have so many men being raised in single mother homes and we don't have a man manhood training. I firmly believe in manhood training. My husband comes from a religion that had manhood training from the time um, men are boys and there is an extensive manhood training. Um, for those who are raised in single parent homes, I think that it is necessary. Yep. Um, and I, I mean, if we woke up and we're in a patriarchy, it's, I, I think that we're resilient people. It's not to say that I think that, you know, it could not possibly work, but I think that we would be better equipped um, if we had more men that were already prepared um, in the sense that, you know, they um, understood and had firm grasp on manhood and didn't have to, you know, bump their head so many times before they understood manhood because they were raised in single parent homes by women who had no understanding of manhood. And in many instances, they were left to the wolves with no direction, no guidance. And it, it hurts my heart. Like, I'm not saying this as a slight against black men, like at all whatsoever. That's not my intention. So don't come in the comments with that BS. Um, I'm saying it because I feel like black men have been, black boys were failed and they were ill-equipped. Um, and so they had to struggle to um, figure, and many have, have have had to struggle to figure out manhood. That's my point. Okay. So. Um, but I have another one. Did you think, what did you think though about, um, about like th there being a matriarchy and men being assigned a role though like wait we can't just roll past that i think that because where we are currently right now where we are currently right now mm -hmm. you have too many men that are going to be on the side of women to where they would actually accept the role because we've raised them we've programmed them we're responsible mm -hmm. for their programming the next two generations we're responsible for this programming and we've programmed them to acquiesce to women we've used war tactics but we 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 make men do what we want them to do and if that were the case they would actually i i think they would go i i actually agree with him on that and it's sad it, it is it feels terrible to say but i actually think they would go they've accepted I... certain aspects of women so women aren't just these faint little creatures at least black women aren't just these faint little creatures black women have been in survival mode you said black women are resilient honey we are resilient we know how to survive so. better than 
any freaking Biden. So when it comes down to um, leadership and survival, now that that being said, it couldn't be your average everyday Keisha. It would have to be some woman with some sense, but I actually think they would. I, I, I actually think they would. Um, I think but I'm going to tell you something. Um, the homeostasis will never be restored unless black men are placed in their rightful positions as leaders of the community. Mm. Meaning black women will never ever um, respect black men in the way in which they should in the way in which black men desire unless that homeostasis is repaired and black men are leading. If black women can assign black men a role, baby, y'all will never ever, baby, they gonna keep their foot on y'all next. The disrespect gonna continue. It will grow. It will like it. It, it will be utterly ridiculous. It will be like something, nothing you've ever seen. Black women literally will like if if y'all rightfully say, okay, here y'all have it. Y'all leave the communities. We go. Y'all assign us where y'all want to be. Us to be, baby. Black women will have a time. Listen, they gonna run amok and they they gonna let y'all know like every chance they get. Like they gonna sun y'all every chance they get. I know, like I know my sisters. But listen, worse, you know, black women give black women some power if you want. Girl, because my next point was an, another thing that we can learn from white women is not mm-hmm. to how to not compete with our men. <gasps> mm, say that, okay. Tell me more. Baby, we gonna tell you what we can do better, how we can do it better, what you need to do better, what you need, how you need to shut the F up. Uh, We tell you what you need to do. Then we'll compete with you. We're gonna make sure that you're not in a certain position. We're gonna make sure that we get the better jobs, that we get the better options for anything. Um, But we're going to compete. Black women love to compete with their men. We love to tell men that we're the boss. We're in charge. We're over this. Y'all need to do that. We love to compete. Other races of women don't seem to compete with their men on the same level that black women do. I think that is a thing. I think that's a thing. Uh, let me read this super chat. Um, I wanted to say something to that. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm sorry. Real quick. Sorry. I was too busy reading the chat. Um, I think that that is, that ties into what I said earlier. Um, I think that we, we, we see black men as competition, um, yeah. We see black men as um, someone to compete with. We don't see them as our um, protectors. We don't see them as, you know, the men in our community deserving of respect and love and, you know, loyalty. Like we don't see them as our partners, uh, someone to no. form a partnership with. We don't like, we see them as competition and somebody that's in the way. And like, I'm about to beat you to the finish line. Like, yeah. And, and I feel like, that kind of came by way of feminism of allowing mm-hmm. uh, outsiders to infiltrate our community and falling for the shenanigans and being fooled by propaganda and fed what we were being fed and we fell for it hook line and sinker and we now see black men as competition and we're like trying to get them out the way and that is very disturbing to me and um that mindset is very pervasive within our communities yep. And I don't even know how that can be undone. 
We don't either. Uh, shout out to SG. She says, I'm so confused. My black man husband just does what he is supposed to do. He makes life so easy for me and our children. He has a vision and I follow it. My hubby is the head of our home. Period. Pooh. Um, honey, I echo the same sentiments. I can promise you concrete echoes the same sentiments as well, but there are a lot of women that aren't in our position, um, or to even to be able to trust a man to lead. I think one of the biggest issues that Curlin and I had when we entered into our marriage, I was so used to doing everything myself. So when Curlin would try to do something, I'm like, damn, you and, and then actually having to sit down somewhere and shut up and let shit run how it's supposed to run or let him do the things that he was going to do right. as a man for our family and literally having to get out of the way was probably one of the hardest lessons that I think that we, that I really had to go through within our relationship because I I've been in survival. I had been in survival mode for the last 15 years. I, you know, mm, like you mm. can have some relationships, but it's not marriage. But right, being in survival mode, and then when a man comes in and a man is taking care of things that he is supposed to do, and you don't have to do those things anymore. So I'm gonna be honest, it's, uh, it was almost like a sense of relief, but then it's like, oh shit, I really have to trust that he is going to do exactly what he's going to do. And we've all, I, I'll even say, I'll even go as far as to say, we've been programmed not to trust our men. We've mm -hmm. been programmed not to trust our men. So then when we get with men, we pick bad. When we pick bad, we know we can't trust what we picked. So you end up in a survival mode, even while you're in a relationship, because you don't even trust what you picked. And Ooh. what I... I had to realize, you know, That's I can trust. I, I did enough work to where I could trust my choice. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely, and that so, that is proof that you've done the work. And yes. I, I kind of went through the same thing with my husband. My husband, um, you know, like even you know to this day, like he often gives me critiques, and I know he has my best interests. And like I said, like he's been watching the last couple shows, like this show, well, not the show, but our, our last two shows he watched and he was listening and he gave me critiques after each show. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm a defensive person. And he was telling me about me being defensive. I got defensive about the critiques he was given. And he also pinpointed that I was defensive on the show. And he's like, don't be so defensive. And, you know, like, you know, just, you know, sometimes... <laughs> Shut the hell up. And so uh, initially I got defensive with him t telling me not to be so defensive. So that is something I have to work on. And I had to stop it. I'm like, yeah, he's right. because And no, I was telling no, him. No, I get I was, it because I'm defensive as hell. So when somebody I'm tells defensive. me to stop being defensive, I get defensive by that. So I know that I'm defensive. And I was telling him, I know I'm defensive. But me telling him, I know I'm defensive came off even being defensive. Like it was just like, okay, just hush. And, you know, yeah. so sometimes I have to just shut up and take it and listen and, you know, accept his criticism because it is only to help me be the best version of myself. And he yeah. definitely has my best interest at heart and he wants nothing but the best for me. And so, you know, it's like, listen, uh, it's it, uh, we cannot 
in, in you know, four and a half or, you know, well, years or whatever, um, almost five years, um, I'm not going to undo 30 something years of, um, of, of conditioning of, 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 you know, being fed feminism and, you know, of, you know, socializing and propaganda. It, it takes work and I'll probably always be working at it and have to catch myself and, you know, have to um, apologize or have to, um, you know, control my impulses and like, because my first nature is to um, do what I've been taught for all those years. And you know, that that's just what it is. Shout out to Dane C. He says there actually was a black patriarchy forming post-civil war. Will the building of black townships Black townships in district where the black township where the building of black townships and districts founded by black men. I think he's talking about like um oh uh, yeah, Wall we Street. was talking about uh I don't know I don't know no, because he said uh there was a black patriarchy right. forming post civil war uh with the building of black townships and districts founded by black men. Um I, I don't think he's talking about black Wall Street, maybe just um some um black patriarchy, some other town that was formed and it was a black patriarchy. I, I, I know I believe it can be done. Um I don't, I'm not saying it can't be done. I certainly believe it can be done and it can be successful with the right group of people. Um, shout out to Matt Scientist. He says, I think white women in the West want the matriarchal relationship with their men that black women have, and they're using feminism to achieve it. Mm, Mad scientists, uh, I think they want they want the sass and the attitude of black women, but they still want to be taken care of, they still want to be in power and in a power position. Um, black women being ahead of their men, quote unquote, um, is still not a good look. And we're seeing the results of us being in quote unquote charge. We, we're seeing the results of this matriarch. Um, mm -hmm. So they want the the look of it without the actual result of it, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, a shout out to Dane C. He says, y'all heard that Spice, Jamaican artist from Love and no. Hip Hop, is in a coma from getting plastic wow. surgery. We no literally just did a stream over on Tough Talk TV about, um, about BBL culture. Go mm -hmm. check it out. Um, yeah, thank you so much for that, Dane. Um, uh, prayers to her. Yeah. Oh my that is unfortunate. Definitely send the prayers up. Um, I have something. Oh, did you have any more? I have something for you. I have a question. Mm -hmm. Is it a slight as black women, as married black women who take instruction from our husbands to acknowledge that there are actual, because I know I already saw the comments and sometimes like we don't rehearse. We don't know. Sometimes we don't know where things are going to go. Um, and I know people were like, oh, y'all trolling, da, 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 da. 
is it a slight as black women for us to acknowledge that there are lessons that we can learn from white women or women from other cultures, that there are things that we can take away and that we can apply that could be beneficial to our community, to our culture, to our homes, to our marriages. Um, What's tea, especially because I took a very hard stance, a very firm stance on saying that heifer ain't got no place at our table. I take a hard stance. I still take a hard that I don't think mm-hmm. they have a place at our table. I, I, I stand on that. That's a thousand percent. However, um, I have an issue if you try to come to the conversation and tell me what I need to be doing with my own community when you don't have my experiences, you don't have the same traumas, you've never dealt with black men in the capacity that I've dealt with black men. You haven't been hurt by black men the way that I've been hurt by black men. You ain't hurt none of them like I didn't hurt them. So you don't know where I'm coming from. Being that you can't relate you can't relate in the same aspect that I, of, 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 to my experience, I don't think you have a place at the table. However, I can look at some of your actions and inactions and call out certain behaviors and things that I see about your culture. And I'll do that with people in my culture. But um, the, what was the other part of your question, child? Because, uh, yeah, um, like I can see, no, I, I kick I, I don't think it's a poor argument. This is the thing. You guys could not go into a white space and tell white men what they need to be doing with they white women, white children, white jobs, white power. You could not go into their power structure and do it. They don't have an open door policy for that. We mm. should not have an open door policy for that. But what we do, <sighs> oh, the, case, the white man want to tell the black woman what she need to be doing. So call Miss, call somebody <laughs> and, <laughs> and tell them what they need to be doing over there because they ain't got it right. When we don't even have the same freaking structure. Most of you guys did not come from a patriarchal community, society, what have you. Most of you guys came from a matriarch. So the structure was already effed up. The structure's been messed up for a long time. So if you're if she's coming from a patriarch and you're coming from a matriarch, there's already two different structures. She's not going to understand my structure, just like I'm not going to understand her structure. Certain things that a white woman do, I'd be like, oh, hell no, I would you, never, you can never see me doing that. And there are certain things that we do that they turn their noses up. But we, we it's cultural differences, and I they don't have a seat at our table. Not over here. Y'all can yeah. do that, but not well, over here. And kick clouds, I think it's different. They have years of schooling. They have um, constant um, uh, educational requirements that they have to meet, um, you know, conferences. Um, you know, there is new information being updated in the DSM manual constantly that they have to be abreast of. Um, you know, in addition, they are researching. Oftentimes, a therapist isn't giving you a diagnosis right away. They're taking notes on your condition. They're reviewing those notes. And then um, nowadays, they're entering that information into an actual computer and it's 
puts that information into a portal. And, you know, the, there is a computer that's now doing a lot of the work and feeding them information back and where, um, you know, kind of aligning up what could be a potential diagnosis for you. But I think um, they have years of schooling and experience and they have um, um, educational requirements that they have to meet every year as well. Um, whereas but then if you keep it a buck, black men won't even go to therapists because therapists are taught a feminist agenda in school, um, when they're in school. So a lot of black men don't relate to therapists either. So that negates that nobody, everybody doesn't relate the same, but, um, well, you I, had another I'll... part to that question that I wanted to finish answering girl. Cause I was going off. Well, teaching. Uh, just is it a slight for us to, uh, you know, take, say, you know, there's lessons or, you know, take advice from or, you know, apply things from women of other culture, races to our community, our culture and or to um, our um, relationships, especially being that we took such a hard stance on her not being able to have a seat at the table. Um, I kind of look at it like this, um, with us being able to make observations about their communities and things that they're doing, we are still in house. Um, I can't tell another black woman how to live their life and what they need to be doing and da, 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 da. I can sit over here and tell you my observations. Um, now if she has observations where she did her reaction videos to whatever, whatever, that's been her thing. Um, I don't have to like it. I don't have to consume it. Um, I do think it would be, I'm not going to say it's necessarily a slight because we aren't telling black women um, that they did, they do everything right. I'm saying they do different things. Look with at their this men. foolishness. <laughs> Look at this foolishness. Does she have a marriage? Does she have a relationship? Does Baby, she have a ring? They're going to be getting folks cussed <laughs> out. <laughs> How can she give somebody really? Could you imagine if you was up here single and, and you came in the space and you was trying to give folks um, uh, marriage advice and advice on their marriage? And their... We've seen it. You know what, though? We've but you know it. what? Yeah, we have. We've we seen have it. Seen we continue it. to we see it. We, we continue to see it, it by a lot of uh, content creators that aren't married it. trying to tell you how to get a husband. I've seen they it. Have I've not seen it. I, but when they weren't married, but you know, the person that I can think of off the top of my head, the main person, like she was, she had a marriage to speak of. I'd never subscribed to her content and I actually questioned her on that. And that was my bone of contention with her. Like you're not married, but at the same time, she previously was like, this is a person who ain't not, not only has she never been married, girl, you're 25 years old. You, you 25 years old. You're 25 years old. You can't teach me nothing about life. You probably have, and not, not only that, you have minimal relationship experience to speak of because you said that you had no play in high school, that, you know, like literally nobody, like you did not one person looked your way. So you have maybe five years of relationship experience to speak of. Two years was with, you know, eight, one person that you was, uh, two or three years was with a person you was dealing with that was on YouTube. You have minimal relationship experience to speak of. You, you ain't engaged, you ain't married, and you could possibly give somebody tips and pointers about their marriage. Make it make sense. Like the reach is astronomical at this point. Like, come on, y'all playing with a sister. Like, 
Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. Stop. Yeah. Um. um no, see, see, that's no. Why it ain't even you. about Pearl. Like, this could be anybody. You could bring. You could put anybody in her place. A twenty-five-year-old single woman with minimal relationship experience that is not married, that is not engaged, cannot tell me anything about my um marriage. I literally have a ton of relationship experience. I am a middle-aged woman with young adult children. Are you? My, she closer to my kids age you think I, I, I would listen to my daughter before i would listen to her come on that sounds silly y'all <laughs> listen y'all ain't about to run my she pressure about to lose it uh, y'all ain't nah I, i'm gonna stay calm somebody type some stuff some good stuff about white women let's see if we can <laughs> listen, <get her> going. <laughs> i wanted to answer the question on is it a slight i do not think it's a slight um i think that um you're a wise person if you can and i said this like same thing about like a kanye or something i think that a wise person can um knows when to chew the meat and spit out the bones i think that a wise person knows when to find what applies what is a what could be applicable what is good information that they could apply that could be useful to them take that information and you know apply it in their situation and um you know especially if it's something that could potentially make your situation better improve your situation improve the black community you know um that could um you know help the black help help people to grow in some way um i think that um it you would be being stubborn it would be sheer ego and or ignorance to ignore something that comes from another community or you know people from another culture simply that could work for you simply because it comes from another community or people of another culture uh, in addition they steal from us all the dang on time if they got something that could apply to us that could possibly work baby give me that give me that so that's how <laughs> I've been no swiping. Uh, shout out to American Negro. He says Starbucks on me. Thank you so Thank much you. for that. Because I love me some Starbucks, honey. I sure <laughs> Well, honey, I don't have anything else. I think this was a solid show. I think so too. I think so too. I we we listen, they they thought we was coming up here with some mess. They thought. They thought, mm-hmm. they thought, y'all thought, and we actually came right. up here and gave some really, really good, great answers. I'm very we proud did. of us, Absolutely. and it wasn't, it wasn't troll tastic like At I all. thought it was. Because, honey, mm-hmm. I, I, I started to tell you, um, we can't, we don't want to learn how to make no goddamn potato salad with the raisins. Listen, in it. I was, green bean that's what I was, baby. that's what I was coming to tell <laughs> no, y'all. No fruit and, cake, and baby. Ain't nobody <laughs> no congealed fruit salad. Ain't nobody trying to do it. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to do it. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to do it. <laughs> we don't want your dump cake, sweetie. We don't. We good. We good. You we know, good dump cakes look so her. disgusting to me. I'd be like, why? Uh-uh, I got a fire recipe for a dump Send cake. Send me it because, I, honey, the My mama I used to seeing. make a, my mama made a dump cake my whole life that was Fire. Yeah, girl. And my mama was known as the cake lady. I'm when I be looking at the ones on Facebook, honey, I was like, I don't nah, know what they dog. be making. She was known as the cake lady. I'm gonna send it to you. 
yeah girl send it to me let me know honey because mm-hmm. uh yeah but i think it was a really really solid show i think we did so good funny. i think it was hopefully Curlin will be proud because he had that look of disappointment like here y'all oh go. like not <laughs> again <laughs> leave that man alone you stressing that man out you stressing oh my god go to hell jtc what the heck like this fool here between him and b black wizard been on one too like he been popping his stuff popping his stuff he said one day the femininity will match the hair texture i am done he's a hater like the biggest hater anyway i'm so glad i got braised child Anyways, anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let us know what y'all think. Um, hit the like button on your way out if you have not yes. subscribed. Go ahead and subscribe. And um, somebody please drop the link to Tough Talk TV so y'all can go and check out the videos that Concrete and I put out today. Um, we talked about the rap culture and we also talked about um bbl culture and those Mm -hmm. were two really really good shows so um go and check those out sg i love it um thank Thank you you. welcome to the family baby you see we have to curse them out there once in a while but we cool over here we cool over here these folks are driving you Mm-hmm. <laughs> honey listen <laughs> um but uh yeah uh go over there and check it out uh if y'all haven't this, they were pretty good child i'm gonna say some yeah. stuff i i, I, check I like us out. check us, out. Check us yeah. out um but we will see you guys back here on the next one and y'all need to start getting prepared for my birthday it's coming up save y'all's coins up i want y'all to get fresh haircuts here she go. And I want y'all you gonna to cook a pie or something on uh on air for for your birthday for for the uh family. We don't cook on their birthday. <laughs> Anyways, I got. You nothing. always be saying some bullshit. <laughs> Listen, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Peace out, y'all. Bye, y'all. Where is that outro? Oh, 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 oh,